0: What's up, chefs? I'm Julia London, and welcome to the Shade Judah Podcast. It's early evening and it's still light out. Round about dinner time. Perfect time for pizza. If you guys live in London, and you guys love pizza, you know what I'm talking about. I'm here on Well Street on the way down to meet with Mark Rogan, one of the co- co-founders of Hubsize. Well, hi,
1: Mark. Hi, good to see you again. Good
0: to see you too. Um, so what is it like owning a restaurant?
1: Um, well, we now have got five, so when we owned one, it was a lot of hard work, but it was a lot of fun. And then, as you open more, it kind of changes, and you your responsibilities change, and what you do day to day is completely different from when you had one. So, it's still fun. I still love doing it. I wouldn't. You couldn't do it unless you love doing it. But it's very different, you know. Now that the it's it's a company now, as opposed to just one restaurant. But we still serve the same pizzas and we try and serve them as well as we always have our whole thing is never to open one unless we can do it as well as we did the first one
0: how did it get started
1: so it all began um as a street food operation in 2011 which rye my business partner started with a couple of friends of his and they built their oven in the in their back garden and they took it out onto the sort of what was emerging street food scene in London then and they built quite a reputation I'd known Rye for a long time uh, through his brother-in-law's cafe Flat White on uh, Berwick Street and um, he was always sort of saying I've built this pizza oven please come and try my pizzas come And come try. And do that carried on for about six months eventually I went and um, got uh, it together to actually go up there and try his pizzas and the minute I tried them I said look do you fancy not doing this on a cold street in King's Cross do you want to come and do it inside and then you know conceptualised Home Slice as a restaurant but it was always about you know keeping it's sort of street food DNA hence we have no cutlery we serve it on paper plates you know it, you know, it was about always keeping that line between where it started and becoming a restaurant
0: Why pizza? Why did you choose pizza as a concept?
1: Well for me I was you know I've always been in this industry I was a chef for a long time I'm fine now I've pretty much recovered I haven't cooked professionally since 2003 (laughs) Uh, but it was about taking a ubiquitous thing like a pizza that we all know and we've had either delivered to our door or we've eaten in sort of chain restaurants and sort of experience but taking that thing that we all know and injecting some culinary integrity into it and really taking people on a bit more of a sort of roam around the world in terms of the flavours that you can put on a pizza as well Um, because neither Ryan nor myself are Italian so we're not held to any rules so we can sort of put on a pizza whatever the hell we like if we think it works so hence you've got a lot of, you've got pizzas with Middle Eastern influence, you've got pizzas with sort of Mexican influence in home slice that is Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but you know we always start with a margarita because if you can't make a margarita you shouldn't really be making pizzas (laughs)
0: so you mentioned you were a chef yes Um, where do you
1: Uh, all over London um, in various places I started out in what was the Neil Street restaurant in Covent Garden it's uh, no longer there sadly anymore but that was originally owned by Antonio Carluccio and his wife Priscilla that was their restaurant and then they started Carluccio's and I worked as the chef on the first ever Carluccio's which was just a deli next door to the restaurant and then I ended up as the executive chef of the Groucho Club in Soho um, and then decided it was too much like hard work and didn't want to spend all my time in a hot tiled room wearing weird clothes trying to get people to achieve perfection for two 90 minute sections a day.
0: <laughs> so how was the transition from like working in a deli to a uh, bar yeah. club?
1: Um, well, that's a private members club. So that, I mean, there was there was a number of restaurants in between, but uh, that was uh, it's a groucho club is a private members club. So that has two restaurants, a bar, function rooms, you know, that sort of thing. So you, you know, on any given day, you could have two full restaurants, 150 people standing up for a canape party, a bar full of people ordering bar food, and then private dining for two separate groups of say 12 and 20 at the same time and it's all coming out of the same kitchen so it was a logistical nightmare and nearly killed me so i stopped doing it
0: <laughs> um so like the model of 20 inch of slices mm-hmm. and like no utensils as you said paper plates and no cutlery it's like what it inspired the whole well you kind of brilliant what inspired the, work, expired the whole theme
1: and setting of home slice well it like i said it, it was about retaining its um dna in street food but also kind of i just think you know we just think at home slice that pizza tastes better if you eat it with your hands it's like you know i don't i you know even if i go into another piece of restaurant that has knives and forks I just cut it up and eat it with my hands because it just tastes better, and a lot of food tastes better if you eat it with your hands, Um, or with a spoon as well. Sometimes a knife and fork gets in the way of the enjoyment of it, Um, and it was it was also about having something that you would share with your friends. So you know, I mean, as you know, we always do the first three pizzas every day. We do those by the slice. So if you're just popping in on your own or you're passing by, you can just grab a slice or have a couple of slices and, you know, that's enough. But, you know, if you sit down with someone, it's nice to share food with them as well. And, you know, we split the flavors 50-50 on the pizza. So if somebody wants vegetarian and the other person doesn't, you know, we, we can accommodate that as well. So
0: where did the name Home sites come from?
1: Okay, so that was uh, Ryan and his friends came up with that. And it... You know, originally it was about for those guys making pizza that though that that their friends wanted to eat that they and their friends wanted to eat, and you know it's a kind of New York vernacular for a friend. It's like what up, home slice. So it was about, and it was the connection between serving it in slices. So that that was how that came together. And hmm. if
0: any, of it, uh, what Up home slice? Yeah. Um. How long did it take for the idea to, like,
1: just from an idea to open doors? Uh, So from me standing on a cold side street in King's Cross with Rye tasting his pizza to opening Neil's Yard was 10 months. 10 months? Yeah. So would you say that's
0: quite quick? Yeah,
1: that that is quite quick. We got kind of lucky. So at the time when we were sort of trying to find a restaurant site, what we did was... Uh, the mobile guys uh, had a residency at King's Cross in the old filling station which is no longer there we managed to get a very big London landlord down there to try it they loved what we were doing we we had like quite looking back on it now quite a poor four-page PowerPoint presentation (laughs) as to what we wanted to do and they bought in just on the base on the quality in the same way that I did, it, based on the quality of the pizzas that were being made. And they offered us Neil's Yard, which you know Neil's Yard back back then, because we're five years ago now, was a very different place. It was, you know, we've got some great fellow operators in there now. It's a it's been sort of. Re energize as a little corner of London, it's a great place to go and eat. You know, there's lots of other great operators in there doing good food now. Whereas before, when we opened, it was kind of just us and some other stuff, but you know, <laughs> they're not there anymore. So, um, yeah, that's that's how it came about. pst
0: yo, guys, while I've got your attention, I'd like to ask a huge favor if you enjoy listening to Shay Judah. Please head over to my page on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We can give the show a nice review. It's really helpful in getting others to listen and enjoy Shay Judah too. How do well, How do things change um, when from going from one location to several?
1: Okay, so we after about six months, we sort of felt we had the appetite to to maybe open another one. That one was was going really well felt like luck was on our side so we'd give it a go opening another one it took us two years to find another site uh which was the one that we're sitting in today which is well street um and it was a site that nobody else wanted that's why we got it uh it had been dark for about six months nobody was operating in it the last two things that had been through it had sort of opened and closed quite quickly Um, and everybody thought we were really foolish to open in it maybe we were I think it was more to do with naivety (laughs) and uh, we got this one open in September 2015 the strange thing was we'd also found another site over in Shoreditch at the same time but and we thought that was going to be the next one but the, we went for a change of use and to, it took us nearly a year to get the right permissions to open the restaurant in Shoreditch the difficult thing was that it was 12 weeks after this one had opened which might seem like a long time but in restaurant terms that's really not a long time especially when you don't really have an operations team. You've never really done it before. So you're sort of flying by the seat of your pants, but somehow we managed it. I ideally would never do that again because it was exhausting and stressful and all those things. Uh, but they've opened and matured into really good sites that we're very proud of.
0: What does it take to own your own restaurant?
1: Um, it takes what does it take to own your own restaurant quite a lot of money (laughs) hopefully someone else's hopefully the bank's money Um, if they like you and they look at your numbers and think you're doing okay which you know so far uh, that has been the case because Home Slice has three partners there's me and my brother and then there's Rai and Um, My brother and I, because of other businesses that we had, were able to open um, Neil's Yard with no one else's money. Um, And comparatively speaking, we opened Neil's Yard for nothing compared to what we spent on the other ones. We'd always stand there and go, why does the second one cost three times what the first one cost? But, you know, it seems to be a theme that a lot of people experience and um, since then we've, we've worked with the banks and opened them with a mixture of loans that we pay back. And uh, So far it's gone okay. We haven't opened a turkey yet and we've just opened number five. I mean, some might say there's one coming, but hopefully that won't happen. Mm. <laughs>
0: hopefully. Um, so where does all the inspiration for your toppings come from?
1: Uh, that mainly comes from rye. Um and you know, he'll come up, we'll discuss, you know, changes and there'll be tweaks made, but it's mainly driven seasonally. So it's whatever is interesting that is coming out of the ground, really. Um so but there are certain things that we can't take off the menu. We'd we'd quite like to change them, but our customers get quite unhappy when we do. Uh and then there's certain things we won't put back on although we want to because the cost of that ingredient has become so high that we can't do it a good example of that is what was a sort of staple for a long time at home Slice was the uh, courgette and artichoke and just the price of courgettes are so expensive now that it doesn't make it viable as a pizza for us to you know make anymore so it's 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 seasonally driven it's market driven it's that kind of thing but it's really driven by us enjoying particular flavours and wanting to see if they work on a pizza so
0: you said that everything is kind of seasonal mm. um, do you consider yourself a very pro nature uh, restaurant?
1: Um, we're, we're pro flavour and you know it's it's really about you know, if you're, if you're kind of pro-flavour and you're conscious of what you're serving, it's like, you know, you're not going to put asparagus on a pizza in the middle of February because it ain't coming from the right place. Um, so, it, you know, I think that pro-nature, if, you, if you're pro-seasonal or you're pro-flavour, you're naturally pro-nature. So, I've worked in
0: the kitchen for just a little bit, and I just... I love how you guys just work with your ingredients and how you guys implement them. I was just like, what was your approach? Like, Did you have to do some sort of
1: research or something like that? In terms of the ingredients themselves, it's 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 kind of a group knowledge of, like, I could go somewhere and eat something, and I will come back and go, this combination in my head really works, and then Raya will go off and look at it and see, you know, if we can create a pizza from that. But, you know... we and some people find some of the stuff we put on the pizzas a little bit like oh you know but it's really about whether it works or not it's not about shock value or that kind of thing it's like if you take our spiced lamb with savoy cabbage and sumac yogurt now you might ask yourself who the hell puts yogurt on a pizza (laughs) but it works and like if you put the chili oil on it as well it's sort of a posh kebab yeah you know (laughs) So it's like yeah but
0: what is your advice for young people who get into
1: cooking well I think if you have a passion for food it's a great place to work because you'll be around what you love the whole time but I think it's also it's like anything it could be food, it could be it could be accountancy, not that I ever want to do that myself but it's about how much effort you put in, whatever you put in you'll get back out you know, you know at Home Slice we say that we've got no passengers okay so it's all about us working together as a team and working really really hard the passengers can get off you know we're, 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 we're the train we're driving that forward and, and everybody's in it together and it's it's you know it's a great opportunity to work in a team and understand how to kind of get the best out of each other but yeah i think it's about you, you know if you're, you're a young person going into a restaurant for the first time be open minded and be prepared to work hard you know and in hospitality if you've got those two things you'll progress really quickly one of the other mantras is at home slice in particular is like there's no such thing as a mistake because it's an opportunity to learn and I hate it the one thing I hate it is when people hide mistakes because it's like they're not going to learn from it and who knows what, you know, it's like the, the success I believe in any restaurant any restaurant that's successful is because they've found their standard and they stick to it like it doesn't matter whether your standard is way up here and you're cooking three star Michelin food or you're sort of just below the middle where we are where we're doing just really good pizza stick to it don't change it because then you'll lose your customers. I always use the example that, you know, for 99p or 99 cents, you can go into any McDonald's and get exactly the same product. It's the biggest restaurant chain in the world, you know. So it is about finding your standard. If you can stick to that, you, you've kind of got a chance of being okay. Um, and the minute you, you is when you see people lose sight of that, that's when, you know you, we've all been into a restaurant we've had a great experience we've gone back the next time it hasn't been as good we don't go back again oh they're not the same you know because we're uh, as customers we're all easily disappointed <laughs> you know even me as a restaurateur, you can easily disappoint me as a customer you know and I think that's the key and knowing when to bow out I think it's it's for me in hospitality it's about when I, I'd bow out when I didn't love it anymore That
0: would be it for me. Alright chefs, the kitchen is closed for this episode. You can find out more about this episode in the show notes on iTunes or Stitcher. I also have a blog where you can check out my ideas about cooking, recipes, and videos at www.juda.london.com. Or, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at London. Today's episode was produced by me and my mom, Kara Smith. Audio recording by Tamash Casper, and my intro music was composed and produced by Alvaro and Zalora. Thanks for listening to Shay Judah. I'll be back again soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you can keep up to date by subscribing to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.